Hey everyone, DJ Ron Mess here from Anime Jam Session. Um, if you haven't seen our Facebook notice about episode 214 and 215, what happened was there was an audio glitch with Audition which made the output audio file slightly distorted. I'm not able to fix it, but what I'm going to do is put last week's episode and this week's episode up. Um, I have fixed the problem, so when episode 216 rolls around, we will not have the audio issue. Um, if the audio is too distorted for you, you can just skip it and just wait till 216. Um, what we can do, we will probably do a best of episode to kind of mix up uh, 214 and 215 while we're out or something like that. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy, and if you make it through to the, to the end of uh, these episodes, I salute you. Bienvenidos a Anime Jam Session, episodio 114. Nosotros somos el podcast que habla de anime, juegos, convenciones, defendos, arte, de pie y todo lo demás. Yo soy DJ Rama S. Hola a todos. Es hora de reír. Escucha la voz alta que es. Se trata de Anime Jam Session con DJ Rama S. Makoto Chan Ari Rockefeller. I think we're going to go to hell for that one. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I, I still can't believe we actually pulled that off. I still can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that was like, oh hey, did you translate that? Oh yeah, hey, you should do it this way. Hey, that's a good idea. That's because Five I have... minutes before the damn show was supposed to start. That's because my friend who was Mexican went and redid it the proper way. And then he sent it back, and there we go. Damn you, Google Translate. And in our chat room at live.bognetwork.com, Rageinator asks, the fuck? Well, you know my normal opening monologue. Well, I, I tried to get... I asked ActDef to do it, but... Due to the noise in the background, it, I couldn't edit out the the background noise, and it wouldn't let me download it. So I asked my friend Ramsey from Zero Hour Podcast, part of Scarlet Rhapsody, to do my normal opening intro in Spanish. That's what you heard. So let's flip the SAP, and here we go. Welcome to Anime Champ Session, episode number 214. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronda S. Soy Ari Rockefeller. And I am so very, very sorry for this. <laughs> it, could, it could be worse. It could be worse, because I could have had you do it all in Japanese. I could have used Babblefish to look up the original translation. And I would have had somebody to translate it for me. No, but I mean by it could be worse. Avalon could have been on the show tonight. That would have been funny. Oh, Probably because she would have lashed out at us and like, 
It's been like two solid minutes screaming at us in Spanish. Yeah, she would have gotten La Chanca on all of us. I think she would have found it hilarious. Well, I will tell her later that First she... First one and the other. I, I'll tell her she have to listen to, to, the, to tonight's show when it's on the feed, or I'll have to, like, give her a sneak peek copy. You have to listen to tonight's show. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, excuse me. That's from my cerveza I'm drinking. It's, not, it's the cheap stuff, but hey, we're all on a budget. We're live tonight, week of May 5th, 2015 on... Bog Network, we had Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.botnetwork.com. Chat clients such as Mark, XChat, ChatZilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. Chat room is VogVLG. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There's an IRC link. If you click on that, it'll bring you right into the chat room. And yes, everyone, if you haven't figured it out, today is Cinco de Mayo. We may or may not be drinking uh, cerveza and tequila and other fine Mexican adult beverages. <laughs> or just adult beverages. Yes. And if we go into the chat room, Serenity1488 wants tacos because it's Taco Tuesday. And Drunami is waiting for his Apple Watch tomorrow. And to that I say, just go to the orchard, pick one off the tree, take a bite on it, and strap, and strap it around your, your wrist. You'll be good to go. <sighs> now, what do you expect? It's an Apple Watch. I mean, come on. Ouch. <laughs> uh, go, go read the reviews. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I know. It's been derided. To say this, the least. And it's coming from Apple enthusiasts are also giving it DOS boot. So, anywho, let's go ahead and kick things off. Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? Well, let's see. This past weekend, I saw the Avengers, Age of Ultron. And we all had fun watching it, especially because I went last week to get the tickets because I knew they would sell out. Mm-hmm. We went on Saturday night to see it, a bunch of us. I don't know if they'd be, I don't know if you say I'm sorry or not. Oh, it was a lot of fun. But then... Like I said, we all, we, we all, we've all done this dance before, so we knew to, you know, get there early and whatnot. Not even that. I'm talking about if there was any screaming kids. There weren't. Good. And, uh, let's see, other than that, oh, yeah, work. Which is even worse because, well, better and worse, I guess. Mm. I got called in for overtime yesterday. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. So I'm getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning for, to go in early for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then they offered me more overtime later in the evening at one of the very, <clears throat> pardon me, one of the smaller locations that had a TV in the booth. Only problem it was from 10 to 6 in the morning. I'm like, oh, fine, whatever, I need, the, I need the overtime. But what it comes down to is I've been, since, like, from 5 o'clock yesterday, I was up for over 24 hours straight. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I am so fucking run down right now. You have no idea. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Mom made tacos tonight, and she decided... Uh, because of Cinco de Mayo, she decided to make margaritas as well. Ooh! I'm like, fuck, like, hey, you have a margarita? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I pound this thing. Like, it's the world's greatest pussy, and I am just... You're barely holding on at this point. 
you need more tra you need more drink training with Mako-chan. No, 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 no. I'm I can hold my own just fine. I'm just you know so fucking tired. I'm pretty sure that when I go to bed after the podcast, I will not sleep until about two o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. If it when the cats jump on you. No, cats walk all over me. I don't even feel it. Ah. And I'm currently drinking Dr. Pepper with tequila. It's very tasty. Tequila usually is. Well, now, usually the odor of it is pretty strong, so... One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. <laughs> so yeah, that's how shit's been going for me. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Happy Children's Day! The fuck are you talking about? It's the end of Golden Week in Japan. Ah. So, uh, May 5th is Children's Day in Japan. So it is not just a holiday for, you know, getting drunk and eating too much fake Mexican food. See? Um, so yeah, this week. This week's actually been kind of, uh, eventful. Let's see. Um... Last Wednesday, I went for an informal interview with Wawa, which I have a second interview scheduled for tomorrow. Um, after that interview, I went with my mother and got a tattoo. Um, and then other than that, I've been working. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you hoping to get the Wawa job? Um, I'm hoping to either, d depending on how much they're offering and stuff like that, I mean, if they're going to be offering me less than what I'm making now, then obviously no, but, uh... But if it's less and you get more benefits and stuff, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm in. Well, it, it depends, because I really, 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 really can't afford to go less. And then it you depends on... You need the money on... in your pocket. Yeah, I need, more, I need money more than any benefits at this point. So it's also going to depend on, you know, how much the benefits, like how much of that is going to come out of my pocket. You know, is it a 75-25, is it a 50-50, that kind of thing. But depending on what I am told tomorrow, I may go into work on Thursday and talk to them and see about, you know, renegotiating at work. Gotcha. We got to call on Roger Smith to help you? That would be interesting. Mm hmm i pay good money to see that. Yeah, me too. But yeah, that's it. I mean, I finally ordered the crap that I needed for um, for my Washu cosplay for DCC. That's good. So, uh, yeah, just uh, waiting for that to come in, hoping it fits and getting everything together for that. And then hoping the uh, lovely ladies over at Star Knight Industry uh, have time to do my wig once they're done with theirs. Cool. Before I get into my weekend day, I want to address the chat room real quick at live.bugnetwork.com. Dr. Tetsuya asked, I thought every show was a drunk show. <laughs> no, sir, you're thinking of Understation Live. Because we all know Travis loves to drink. Anywho! <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. Um, I probably agree with you. Eh, probably so. 
my weekend day has been interesting. Like, I have a job. Hooray! Yay! But it doesn't start until June slash July. Boo. Can you still collect unemployment in the meantime? Yeah. So right now I'm in the process of doing, of finding, about applying for job training. I have a interview slash meeting next Tuesday at 8.45 to hit up, uh. so I'll be at that. Then I gotta take care of some other personal information, so I'll make sure that, you know, everything is all smooth sailing. Um, I went out shopping today, and I got the red shirt that Tenchi wears, but I might take it back because it may be a size too small, so I'm just holding on to it and see if I can catch it in an extra large. And my commissioner is making my Tenchi shirt, so... She pretty much says she'll have it knocked out in a couple of days, so she's pretty freaking awesome for that. Oops. Yep. <sighs> and that's pretty much been my week and day, you know. That and editing videos and stuff like that. So if you check out our YouTube page, there's a bunch of videos that just went that just went up uh, yesterday, so definitely check them out. And I have to share a couple of those to a couple of friends' Facebook pages, because they're cool people like that. And that pretty much is it. Um, we're starting to show pretty late. We're kind of caught up for for time, so I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so not to waste any more time, we're going to go ahead, start our music break, and when we get back, we're going to get into some news. So we'll be back.
Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard that track. You know, I like to keep things a little more lively anyway, so, you know. <coughs> Alright, um, let's go ahead and start into our first article. Um, Mako-chan, would you like to take this one? C! <laughs> Alright, Daniel Bryan, go ahead and say it. What? C! 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 
Thank you, because we all know you, you need to get it out of your system, you know. Actually, I wouldn't have never thought of it until you brought it up, so... Uh, well, you know. Okay. So, um... Yeah. There is a new Sailor Moon musical that was announced. Um, which is going to be uh, taking place during uh, the S-series... Uh, some of them, some people call it the Infinity Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is basically saying that after the next Sailor Moon musical, that the actresses playing the five youngest of the Sailor Guardians, um, they will be graduating. And for those of you that don't know what that is or don't follow... You know, the J-pop groups or the idol groups. Um, once most of them reach a certain age or start to look a certain age or look over a certain age, they're basically graduated. Um, I think Minuta did the same thing, didn't they? Well, a lot, of, a lot of groups end up doing that. When they want to keep the, the presence young, they want to have a certain younger-sounding, you know music coming out of it um they tend to graduate the uh the people i mean menudo is still a thing so yeah and we all know that ricky martin was a part of that but um yeah so it seems that you know they're basically saying um that they will be <sighs> that they will be uh i guess replaced for the next, uh, for the next uh, musical, or I should say, after this musical. Um, what that also means, and you know, take this with a grain of salt. This is just what I'm, th what I'm thinking based off of you know how they're wording things. If they're saying that the girls are going to be graduating after this next one. Does that mean that there is going to be more musicals? Because obviously you wouldn't have to graduate the girls if there weren't going to be any more musicals after this. Uh, you have a point, because uh, I'm trying to think. Did they do that with the original Sarah Muse as well, or no? Um... I don't remember because I never saw all of them, so I couldn't say, oh, yeah, you know, this, this, and this. She only played in these two. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really, I really don't know about that. I just know that they did one for Anya, for, for Anza. That's what I said, for Anza. Mm -hmm. they, did, they did one for her, and I watched that one. I, I, I told Lexi, don't ever show me that one again. It was a real tearjerker. Well, yeah, yeah, because she was emotional through that one. Yeah, and that was, I think she was doing it for like, I think she was like, if not the longest run, but second longest run. Well, I think she was the first or second one that played Sailor Moon. Yeah, she the was musicals. the first. Yeah, so I mean, that just makes it doubly emotional at that point. Um, so, yeah. two different yeah. people playing as uh, Chiba Yusa. Am I seeing this right in the... Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she's so young, and the... Flavor laws. Yeah. Right, so, uh... 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens in the U.S. too, which is why a lot of the younger kids in TV shows end up being twins. What about Mary Kate and Ashley? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So this is basically so you know one of them would play the day show, one of them would play the night show, so that they weren't working too damn much. But uh, the thing that we do know is that Yuga Yamato, who plays uh, Chiba Mamoru, um, she will continue to play Chiba Mamoru. She's one of the prettiest ones there, and she's dressed like the sole male main character. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's also the one that has been doing this type of show for a while. Takarazuka. Yeah. She is, you know, she's, you know, quote-unquote the king of Takarazuka. She's professional compared to the others. Yes, she's, when the first musical came out, she was the only one of the main characters that had been in that scene for as long as you would need to be to be professional. I do know that some of the uh, the generals, I believe, were also part of the whole thing. So they got the the ones basically that had to play males, I believe, were the ones that had been in the uh, in that type of uh, entertainment for the longest. Because you're not going to get a brand new person coming into this and going, okay, you're going to be a male. Although they might have, I, I don't I don't remember, but I I want to say at least two or three of them were had already been in those types of uh, shows before. Pretty much. Yeah. So, and then Ronma sent me this. I this is from who? The translation? Yes, the translation. Because I didn't know it was a graduation one until my friend uh, Charlene had pointed out it was actually on the poster. And then I dis- and I stumbled across that link, that which is also you can find on Last Chance Miu. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Satomi Okuba, who plays Sailor Moon, says, To be honest, I'm really sad to be graduating from Sarah Miu. I mean, Sarah Miu was a starting point for me where I met irreplaceable friends and it's a precious place where I've grown along with Usagi Tsukino. Um, let's see. Momoyo Koyama. Um, she started with the second series. So, um, being a part of the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon musicals was my dream. I've yearned to be a part of this dream world since I was little and that still hasn't changed. I'm truly happy to continue my role as Sailor Mercury, Amy Mizuno, in my dream musical. Uh, Kana, Kanon Nanoki, Nanaki? Uh, she plays Sailor Mars. I'm truly happy from the bottom of my heart to star in the Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon musical com- commemorating the 60th anniversary of uh, Nakayoshi Unovo Voyage. Uh, oh, she was very long-winded with hers. Mm. Uh, Yu Tokahashi, who plays Sailor Jupiter. Uh, Sarah Miu was a place I met treasured friends and my beloved fans. 
As I've played Mako-chan, Sailor Jupiter, I've truly gained many treasures and a lot of strength. And uh, Shiori Sakata, who plays Sailor Venus, I've loved and admired Sailor Moon since I was little. I never ever dreamed that I would stand on stage as Sailor Venus in a Sailor Moon musical. And she's the oldest of them. Isn't she like, what, 23 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And, well, she was. She celebrated, I think, her 21st birthday during the first musical. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that some of the girls will be graduating. But at the same time, you know, considering that they're saying, you know, oh, yeah, they're graduating and... Uh, Chip and Mamoru will stay the same in the next musicals. I'm like, all right, does that mean that there's going to be more musicals? Are they going to finish the series? Are we going to get maybe side series and things that would not necessarily be canon? (laughs) Don't you even start with that shit. What? Have you seen some of the Saramiu? Some of that stuff is not canon to the manga. Yes, I know. But I don't need you to egg everybody else on. So essentially breaking out into song borderline randomly. I don't think that's ca- that whole thing's canon either. <laughs> well, no, but no. the Japanese really, really, really like their musicals. They turn any popular anime into a musical. And one thing about musicals, if there's some... If there's some wank or, or non-canon crazy shit that goes on in fan fiction and stuff like that, they may incorporate it at times. Like throwing a bone to the fans. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. The musicals are their own, you know, their own little world. Yes. Where anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Including vampires. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when I said that the musicals aren't necessarily canon, I really mean the musicals don't necessarily stick to canon. There have been musicals that are very, very loosely based on canon and usually just use characters. And then the whole story is completely different because, you know, they go into vampires. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So what's what's next? Seven mangas banned around the world. Ari, since you're our our book writer, dude, why don't you take a crack at this one? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Censorship of anime is often met with derision by fans for its alternation of source material. Anime targeted toward children and racing manga series have gotten their share of script changes, painted on bathing suits, and Christian imagery cut. It takes another level of parental hand-wringing or in some legal changes. Or in some cases, legal changes to get a book outright banned. But it happens. Let's see. Number seven, Ultraman, the Ultra Power, is banned in Malaysia. <clears throat> Presumably for its use of the word Allah. The term for the Muslim god is used in a way that would be considered heretical when the superhero is compared to the deity. The country's home ministry department said Ultraman is idolized by many children and equating him with Allah will confuse Muslim youth and damage their faith. Possessing a copy of the manga could garner a three-year sentence and or a fine of $6,100 U.S. Hmm. Wow. Number six, Pokemon, because of course. 
as a whole, the whole franchise was banned in Saudi Arabia in 2001 after the company's religious authority issued a fatwa against the franchise for promoting gambling and quote-unquote Zionist and Christian symbols. At the time of the ban, the world was in the midst of a Pokemon craze that drew criticism from religious groups in Mexico and the U.S. Trading cards were especially popular and part of the source for gambling claims. Let's see. Number five. Death Note. The judgment of Beijing characterized the manga about Light Yangumi using supernatural methods to murder criminals as an illegal, terrifying publication, and issued the ban of Death Note and other horror stories to protect physical and mental health of students. The manga gained attention after imitators of the manga's notebook cropped up in Shanghai, i.e. merch. <laughs> More Death Notes would be discovered across the U.S. during the series' popularity. A New Mexico parent attempted to have the work banned from her local school district, but her plea was denied. I think we covered that. Yeah, that's I how think it so. Yeah. Let's see, number four, Barefoot Gen. Is it Gen or Jen? Uh, Jen. Uh, All right. Once the teaching material in the horrors of World War II, schools across Japan have pulled their copies of Barefoot Gen, setting either violence or derogatory terms used for the poor. Suspicions of nationalist movements remain. Motives remain, but copies have been pulled at one time from Osaka's Izumi Sano City Schools, Matsue. <clears throat> wait, at one time from Osaka's Izumi Sano City School, Matsue, and there were attempts by a group of people from Hiroshima as well as both one side of portrayal. In total, at least 13 local governments received requests to have the manga pulled from schools and libraries. Doesn't sound any different from the local elementary school's banned book list. Pretty much. <clears throat> number two, Dragon Ball. Number three. Or, uh, number three, yeah. Dragon Ball, Maryland's Wicomico County Public School. This is oddly specific. <clears throat> A county council member managed to get the Action County manga pulled from elementary middle schools in Maryland in 2009 due to sexual content. Specifically, scenes involving nudity, sexual contact between children, and sexual innuendo amongst adults and children. In 1999, a parent described the Dragon Ball Z manga he bought for his four-year-old at Toys R Us as softcore porn, and the series was subsequently pulled from all stores in the United States. Viz will later censor the manga after the incident, but I'm pretty sure the way the kid, the, the, the parent sounds like he never read it at all. I was just going by hearsay. Isn't that at least that's what the uh, trend is. Just because it has, you know, cartoon characters in it does not mean it's for four-year-olds. Reminds me of how I used to work at this local video store. We used to have anime, and we actually had signs in the section that says, Not for children. And the parents walked up to it and rented it anyway? Uh, no, that's um, actually a Hollywood video where you went into the animated cartoon section and you found hentai in there. Uh-huh. Or friggin' Grave of the Fireflies and Fist of the North Star right next to the near newest Disney release. Yep. We've all been there. Number two, manga, 60 years of Japanese comics. San Bernardino County, California, another oddly specific one. Paul Gravitz's compendium on the history of manga was pulled from libraries in San Bernardino, California, after a parent had complained about its content. The response to the book contained a couple of pretty graphic scenes, and especially one showing sex with a big hamster that are not especially endearing to our community standards. I'm trying to think of a contact where having, or a scene with sex with a giant hamster would be endearing to community standards. I think I'm going to need more to drink. 
<clears throat> and number one, welcome to Sugar Pot in Japan. Yuzu Pond's racing model was one of the first officially pulled after the passing of Tokyo's Youth Healthy Development Ordinance, putting wait, at, wait after the passing of Tokyo's Youth Healthy Development Ordinance, put quote unquote harmful publications in its sights. Other target awards included Okusama wa Shogaku Sensei, my wife is an elementary student, and the incest romance manga Aki Sora. Both also went out of print after the law passed, although Okusama wa Shogaku Sensei was able to continue online with some help from Ken Akamatsu, the writer of Love Hina. To Love Rude, Trouble Darkness, and Yasuko no Sora were also evaluated. Whether more series will find similar fates to the upcoming Japan 2020 Olympics remains to be seen. And, so, yeah. And y'all thought we had it bad here with certain books and so forth in schools, so. And then you have campaigns which encourage kids to read banned books because fuck the police, uh, as it were. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find images from this thing with you know hamster sex going on. That is a very specific Google search that will no doubt end you on a couple of government watch lists. <laughs> Only the thing is, I'm not effects. finding anything. It is very specific, and I'm not finding anything. Everything that's coming up is like reports about the ban, and I'm going into image search, and I'm just getting you know regular, regular hamsters. Well, at least you're getting just the hamsters. <laughs> Unless it's supposed to be about that. Maybe it is supposed to be about Ivichu. Really? <laughs> you really had to blow the dust off of that one to get it, huh? Yeah. I didn't realize much, much later, after I went to re-download, I already had it. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if this is, uh, if that whole hamster sex thing is based off of Eddie Chu. Wouldn't surprise me. Orochuban Ebi Chu is a manga series, so there's a very good possibility that that is what it is. Because that is the only dirty hamster series I can think of. It's the only dirty hamster series that anyone can think of. Yeah. Why would you ever have more than one? Well, copycats. Yeah. And considering people look at this picture and go, Oh, Hamtaro! No. <laughs> no, I, I started watching the, uh... Like, the mangas are 15 minutes. They're, like, little shorts. And I started... I, I think I got through, uh... Two full episodes, so it was four different shorts... And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I have to, I have to put this away, and I can continue watching later. It's just that disturbing. 
Coming from you, the Empress of Hentai? <laughs> Dude, this fucking hamster is in S&M gear <laughs> with a whip. And one of the lines is, Ebi Chu is the domina dominatrix of this dungeon. <laughs> the hamster fucking watches the owner and her, you know, run-through boyfriend's fuck. And then usually gets smashed into the wall because she's, uh, you know, commentating on it. It's not something that I can just sit there and, you know, fully watch. It's it's one of those that it, it's going to take a while for me to get through. I think you're going to need my tequila. I, think, I, yeah. I think we finally found a series that made Mako-chan tap out. Oh, it's not making me tap out. This thing is cracktastic and it's awesome. But I seriously cannot just sit there and watch it. it. It's just, it's. I mean, there's this whole scene where somebody calls the house and Evichu answers, and it's, you know, an obscene caller. So, uh, like, one of the things is, what are you wearing? And the fucking hamster goes, uh, actually, I'm naked except for this apron. And, you know, just, you know, completely going on with this, because <laughs> the hamster doesn't realize that it's an obscene caller. Sarcasm <laughs> yeah. blind or something? Yeah, it, it's it, it's very, very cracked out. It is fucking hilarious, though, but it is not something that I can sit in marathon. More like, every she's like, fuck's given or at zero. Yeah. And if we go to the chat room at live.botnetwork.com, Rajay did uh, approve of the background music, so he decided to slap me. Aww. Uh, Dark Titsuya says that his significant other introduced him to the show. What the fuck? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Ackerman says, My boyfriend would love you, Mako. You two will get along so well. Right, <laughs> Deadpool 28? <laughs> and Deadpool 28 says, Hmm, BDSM gear. Sounds like fun. Brother, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> You're so not going into that on the show. No, 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 no. We, we really can't. We really can't. As Sarah Ackerman says, don't make him think of my 3D maneuver gear strap. Too late. What? <laughs> As I said, we're moving on. Uh, okay, let me, let me cue up the music for this one. There's a huge difference between, you know, hentai and then talking just, you know, straight sex. Alright, Marco, I don't think... See, I didn't know you were working today, because if you weren't, I, I figured you would watch a couple episodes of this, but I, I think this is a, a series that we all should watch. Yurikuma... Arashi. Better than some people calling it the lesbian bear anime. I decided to watch a couple episodes of it last night and holy shit. Fucked up? No, 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 no. The best way I can describe the relationships in this anime take the elements of Sailor Moon S and the first part of Stars. Take the elements of Revolution Girl Utena. Put it all in a blender. Add your favorite booze. And just put it on frappe. 
and when you try and see how fucking obvious it is, yeah. So, Yurikuma Arashi talks, it's an anime that, dis, that tackles the subject of homosexuality in Japan. Because in the first episode alone, you find out there's already one couple, and then by the second episode, there is another couple. One of the girls is in love with another girl. Yeah, it, it, yeah. As the article says, um, Yuri Kumarashi does something that has been thought impossible. It uses an outlandish premise to explore the prejudice facing gay people in Japan, and does a damn good job of it. Pretty much the story of Yuri Kumarashi is a world where a media crashed to earth, giving bears of the world human level intelligence and a craving for flesh. So, think Attack on Titan instead of large titans. Small bears that lock, lock on like vorpal bunnies. And if you know the term vorpal bunnies, you deserve a pat on the back. But also like an Attack on Titan, they build giant walls to keep the, um, to keep, to keep the bears out. But it doesn't really work. Sometimes the bears will make their ways in. But they also have the ability to become human and live amongst the population. And if you are well-versed in Attack on Titan, yeah. So it's pretty much... The story goes like this. Kareha is a high school girl whose mother was killed by the bears years before and wants revenge. She's always been bullied at school, but she falls in love with another girl named Sumika. And they pretty much love each other. Sumika is, falls victim to a bear attack, but before Kuriha can mourn her lost love and, and pretty much get a revenge, there are two new transfer students that make their way in. Ginko and Lulu, but they're actually bears in disguise. The central theme is, of the anime is lesbianism. It says it right there in the name. Yurikumarashi pretty much means Lily Bear Storm. But, as you know, in terms of Yaoi and Yuri, there's another meaning in more recent years. Like, Yuri, pretty much, you hear that you think lesbian anime. And so people probably would translate Yuri Kamarashi to lesbian bear storm. It's pretty much what it is. Lesbian love, bears, and the invisible storm. Which is the group of bullies that exclude Kareha for being different. Yes. The Invisible Storm is more than just a group of bullies. It's a, it's a Jap famous Japanese proverb that goes with it. The nail that sticks up gets hammered down. Meaning that those who stand apart from the rest of society will be forced back in a dictated place. So in other words, there's no such thing as marching at the beat of your own drum in Japan. Even if you do, you'll find yourself back in place. But pretty much the Invisible Storm represents uh, Japanese society as a whole and how they feel in regards to LBGT and so forth. I will say this much, within the first two episodes alone, it, it's one hell of an eye-opener. I will not get into spoilers about the anime, but I will say this much, you will be hooked and you will actually learn a thing or two. And this pretty much falls into the whole xenophobe, xenophobia 
that surrounds Japan and the people who believe it's not there. And the whole thing is full of symbolic visuals because it is done from the same person that created Revolutionary Girl Utna. And one of the directors, who was one of the directors of Sailor Moon. So there you go. Of course, when he, as soon as he said fighting bear, Stephen Colbert, he pretty much, his head shot up in an instant. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, and reading this article reminds me um, of a friend of mine, uh, Kiyotaka. He is an amazing artist. I see him perform a few times live, and he recently came out, and I think that's a wonderful thing. I just hope and pray that because of this, nobody, don't, they don't turn his back on him because he is an amazing talent, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I just hope, you know, this anime kind of hits the nail on the head in Japan, and maybe we'll see more acceptance, but we'll see. And as Raging asks, are any of these bears called Yogi and Boo Boo? Uh, no. no. And since we mentioned Attack on Titan, Sarah Ackman has just been triggered. Do we have to put you back into Tumblr land, good uh, young lady? We don't want to do that. I know, I sure as hell don't. Alright. So, next one's all yours, Mako. And this is something that we've actually discussed before, and even a couple of times on our other podcast, uh, The Crystal Chronicles. Uh, yeah. This article's basically talking about the gap between TV and DVD Blu-ray versions of the same anime. Um... Basically, what it is, is uh, there's no easier place to watch anime completely free. Uh, as just about every series of note airs on regular broadcast television. At the same time, fans pay more, fans pay far more for anime TV series, sub- subsequent Blu-ray releases in Japan than any other market. With prices of $42 and up for individual discs containing just two episodes. Uh-huh. Taking us back to the VHS days. Yeah. Well, Salem and Crystal, we've only gotten, what, we're up to 21 episodes. Uh-huh. They're on disc eight. Because they only put two or three episodes on each one. Has because, disc eight come out yet? Uh, no, they were showing the, uh, they were showing the, the previews because it's, uh, should be used on the, on the art. It looks like it's going to be two episodes per disc for a total of, what, 13? Wow. Damn. Yeah, there's a reason why I haven't been getting all the Sailor Moon Crystals, and I will wait until it is released in the U.S. See, hey, Mako, do you hear what I hear? What? The milking of a cow. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what's convincing Japanese fans to shell out so much cash for something they already have access to without spending anything for it? Uh... Basically, what it comes down to is the reason why there is such a wide gap between TV and the release is so that, you know, people are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so while they are rushed during production for TV series, they do finalize and fix and 
you know, reanimate a lot of things in certain shows. Uh, like this one, um, uh, the ones that they're showing basically have background retouching. The characters are not only completely redrawn, but, you know, positioned differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sparklies are added and, you know, just the whole lines and everything are different. Everything is just basically redone. And the whole thing is because people are going to be willing to pay for that more finished look than, you know, if it was just the crap stuff that they put on TV. It seems more like, you know, when it comes to cartoons here in the U.S., everything is done like six months in advance, more or less. It's already done. It's set. It's sitting on the shelf. They can just air it whenever they need to air it because there are those times, you know, when it's done, they'll re-air the episodes or they'll just start airing them in random order depending on who, who whatever the local station is by you. Well, the whole thing is is where we have cartoons for kids, mm-hmm. a lot of our animation is sent overseas. Yeah. Usually to Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, there's it's sent out, it's done, it comes back, you know, the masters are made and everything. In Japan, the anime, like the animated series, aren't just for kids. It's for everybody. And they have animated series that come out just like, you know, our drama or our, you know, our regular television, our regular sitcoms and things like that. They have an anime. They come out with, you know, up to 15 to 20 new anime per season. Uh Uh-huh. And they have a winter, a fall, a summer, and a spring season. And while some of these anime do extend into the next season or two, they're still coming out with up to, you know, 15 new series during that. Yeah, which means they really can't just do a bunch of episodes and then shelve it and then bring it. It's got to come out constantly. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty much when this episode is aired, they're working on the, fo- ep- the following episode and so forth. Yeah. So. I mean, is this still... also why they, sh- why they pay the uh, animators so little? What does that have anything to do with it? Well, I just think because the animation business is so huge, they don't, you know, there are so many people trying to break it into the animated business, they don't have to pay. Because there's going to be somebody right behind that person that wants a higher wage that is willing to work for nothing. Of course, so it, it's animators are people too, and even they have a day where they just decide to go, ah, fuck this, I'm done, I'm clocking mm-hmm. out. Yeah, the the animation staff is more like their pay is more supply and demand than anything else. There are so many people demanding jobs that they don't have to supply the pay for them. Because somebody is there to take over. But because of this, as Ranma was saying, you know, some of these episodes are only being worked on the week before it comes out. And that was pretty damn relevant for Sailor and Crystal. Yes. And if you notice, if you are watching the show, the animation quality has gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this. I don't care who I offend at this point. There are so many people that are bitching, money, complaining about the animation quality of Sailor Moon Crystal. And they're saying, oh, I could do a better job. I could do a better job. 
well, if you could do a better job, I don't see you on, uh, I don't see you knocking on Toby's door saying you could do a better job, and you're uh-huh. an animation major, so. Yeah, the whole thing is, at least with Sailor and Crystal, because it was, you know, they hadn't had that many episodes pre-done, um, when fans started complaining, they were able to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um, with hair color. When fans started complaining, you know, that's not her hair color. Her hair color is platinum blonde for uh, Queen Serenity. You know, the next the, the next episode, all of a sudden, her hair has changed and that's be- in the opening. Yeah. And that's because, whereas before, you know, animation used to be hand-drawn, so... And done on cells. I should. I took a course on animation, and if there was a problem with the animation, if it was going to be changed, if it was, it would take a few episodes before you see that change. Now everything is computerized. You can just go in to the sequence, change the color, and affect the entire sequence, and be like, "There, done, fixed." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because while the original animation might be done on cell, instead of you know, the old animation style was you take the cell, you put it on the background, you take a picture of that, and that's one frame of film. Now you do that and it goes into a computer and it actually generates, you know, a couple of changes in that. So you don't have to go frame by frame anymore. Right. But because of that, they can just go right in and go, okay, this needs to be lighter. Let's change the color. Okay, we need to fix her eye color. Okay, we need to fix the shadowing because they fix the shadowing in it too. But at the same time, this is stuff that, you know, if they weren't so crazed about these episodes coming out, you know, at a certain time and for a certain price, this stuff would already be done. But yeah, I mean, it, it basically it all comes down to money. And, People and, are willing to pay top dollar for an anime that looks pristine. A lot of people are not willing to pay for an anime where the animation is so off that it looks flat. Off model stuff, yay! Mm-hmm. And as the saying goes from the movie Twins, money talks and bullshit walks. Moving right along. Aria, I think you'll have a field day with this one. Is this the one about the maid cafe? Yeah. Because the link isn't coming up on my on my end. I'm just saying it says I've seen the page for the article, but there's no text at all. Let me try to bring it up and because uh, I'm waiting for it to load up on my end too. Well, I have it loaded. If you guys can't. Please do. Alright, so uh, Bexley business owner pulls plug on Racy Maid Cafe. Um, Billy Strickland wondered just what kind of party she was allowing at her Bexley restaurant. After the middle school age girls changed into skimpy outfits and later two older men showed up as customers on Sunday, Strickland pulled a plug on the maid cafe. 
Oh yeah, it doesn't seem sound creepy at all. Mm -hmm. There's no way as a parent of four daughters that I would allow my children to be subservient to 65-year-old men, said Strickland, owner of Ceci Bon Cafe. Uh, Strickland had just shut down the premiere of the Joyo Maid Cafe. According to its Facebook page, its entertainment modeled after maid cafes in Japan patronized by otaku, young men obsessed with anime film, uh, film stylized cartoon characters. Wide-eyed, innocent-looking maids are a popular fantasy character in anime. Called the new geisha by some, a maid welcomes home her master, smiles always, giggles a lot, and serves him food while kneeling. Uh, one, site reminded, uh, one site reminds women to gently blow on a customer's hot soup, but be careful not to spit. They often sing for entertainment. Customers are not allowed to touch a maid or ask for personal contact information. The search showed that maid cafes operate in several U.S. cities. Strickland notified Bexley police afterward that since no criminal activity, activity had occurred, there were no arrests. Mm -hmm. She said a woman identifying herself as uh, Treva N. Mathis contacted her a couple of months ago about renting Bon. The restaurant, which features crepes, is closed on Sundays. The young lady called me about having a party. She said it was a nonprofit group and that she represented Capital University. Capital had no record of the woman as a student or otherwise associated with the Bexley Institution. I looked it up on Facebook and it seemed like kind of a young lady's party. She told me they would be putting on performances. Posts on the page indicated that fans had anticipated the event for months. Most of Strickland's communications with Mathis was by email. The one time they spoke on the phone, I told her, just so you understand, there are morals and guidelines you have to respect. About 1.30 p.m. Sunday, a group of girls arrived, including one who said she was 14 years old. The only person claiming to be a parent said she had driven from Toledo to drop off her daughter, then left. But there were six girls, three who seemed to be middle school age, and three who looked to be college age. While waiting for Mathis to arrive for the 4 p.m. event, three younger girls went into a bathroom to change. Uh, Strickland said she was shocked when they came out. They had on outfits almost like made, uh, French maid outfits. They were dressed very skimpy, very provocative. Strickland didn't want the girls performing in outfits that accentuated their breasts, and she said showed a little too much from behind. A large window let passerby see into the restaurant. The girls seemed nervous, Strickland said. One asked her, if you guys see anything crazy or weird happening, can you help us? Um, <clears throat> and this was her husband that said that. When the two men in their 60s or 70s arrived around 3.30 p.m., I had to just shut it down, uh, Strickland said. Another 37 guests were expected. Mathis arrived soon after. Strickland returned her deposit and told her to leave. She said Mathis apologized for, inten uh, for intentionally being vague. Requests for comments left by email on the Joyo's Facebook page for Mathis and fans were not answered yesterday. Uh, the page included an apology for the surprise cancellation on Sunday. Refunds were available, or the tickets can be used at the next event. Okay, see, this goes back to when we went to... What was that, what was, um, what was that college convention that we always go to? CPAC? Yes. Nah. Yeah, yeah, not CPAC, no. 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 Uh, this was... Uh, 
not spring no, class now. Katori. Katori Grant. Where, you know, we actually talked about the issues about the maid cafe, and we found that the reason why we could not take pictures in the maid cafe is because they were underage. And I have a friend who run who ran the Apple Kisa Maid Cafe part of New York uh, Anime Festival Comic Con, and I had told her, you know, what was going on, just to see if I can get some insight from her, because I didn't know. She was like, well, there's part of your problem right there. They're underage. And I'm Personally, I didn't know, and, and I feel from this point on, if you're going to do the whole maid cafe thing, all the participants should be 18. Secondly, it seems like these girls didn't get their, they didn't do their proper research. Yes, there are skimpy maid outfits. If you watch various animes, they can be skimpy, but if you were to take all the made anime and put it together. And even anime that weren't centralized around made but had those made episodes, 99%, no, I'd say about 80 to 85% of the made outfits are not revealing, nor are they skimpy, nor are they see through. No, yeah. my guess is, is it's these a three girls. Well, no, my guess is three, these three girls were told that they needed, you know, made outfits, mm-hmm. and instead of creating their own or getting patterns or something like that, they went to a local costume shop and got French made outfits. Yes, instead of like... Probably like right, a Leg Avenue thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, like Japanese made outfits, you can get off of on Bodyline and other sites, you know? Yeah, when you're going to a made cafe... Unless it's, you know, one of, you know, and they do have these in Japan. They do have, you know, adult maid cafes. If you're just going to a regular maid cafe, your girls should not be dressed skimpy. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're supposed to look innocent, and dressing skimpy like that does not make you look innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we had our maid cafe here, yes, it was... Everybody worked there was over the age of 18, but it was open to all ages. And the only difference was that the maids did bring you food. They wouldn't blow on you, call you master or anything like that. It was more like, think of it as... They were waitresses. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. That's what they're supposed to be. Yeah, but they did have a couple of events where it was 18 plus and you did a whole full maid uh, service thing you had the RSVP it was $20 one hour session you couldn't t- yeah and that's understandable I just think that she shouldn't have been so vague she should have been more explaining what was going on and so forth but I understand why she was being vague because she felt that she explained everything from Jump Street that the I woman was overwhelmed and lost but, interest yeah, or the woman well, the whole thing saying, is, no. if she would have done a, you know, traditional maid cafe since they're 14-year-olds, she would have been fine. True, but I just don't think that you should be having under 18, girls under 18 being made. 17, oh, I, I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't believe that 14-year-old girls should be doing maid cafe any either, mm-hmm. because they're, ser- one, they're serving food, and if you're working... You know, and serving food and stuff like that, you have to be of a certain age. Mm-hmm. At least 16, right? I'd say yes. yeah, 18 tops, 17, 16 is kind of pushing if you ask me. But, but I mean, I'm not saying 16 because of the laws. Mm-hmm. Considering this was, you know, a closed invite, basically, on a Facebook fa- uh, page that had, you know, people signing up to go, 
you know, obviously she knew that these 14-year-old girls were going to be, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. The whole thing is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I think the leader of this Maid Cafe, tr- uh, Maid Cafe troop should be looked into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if she's got 14-year-old girls wearing Leg Avenue shit to serve people, there's some, you know, pretty badass shit happening. Mm-hmm. I sure as hell wouldn't want my daughter wearing something like that. And if she is, she'll be at a costume party with me, supervised where I can see her. And even then. GPS much? No, that was, especially since, you know, the age group was middle school and then college. That's, that's fucked up. Very much If you've got a 14-year-old girl going up to some six-year-old girl and calling them master, there's a problem. A problem? (laughs) Well, more than one, but yeah, but, you know... There's just a full-on problem. And Raging goes, Maid Cafes? Really? What the fuck is this fucking passage with maids? What's next? Plumber Cafes? Mechanic Cafes? Actually... Actually... Oh, God. Funny you should mention that. Um, they have robot cafes. And Where the girls will dress... I I know there's one, and I think we covered it, where the girl is in fighting robot gear. Yes, and she comes out in full fighting robot gear, and this thing is huge. And basically, she talks to people because she can't do anything else. And if you ever watch Akiba Ranger, there is a Sentai cafe where the girls aren't uh-huh. wearing maid outfits, but they're wearing the various uniforms of different Super Sentai series. And we can actually flip it around. There's actually, re- I like to call it, there's butler cafes for the women. So. Of course, he he brings up mechanic cafes. You should actually have like mechanic like mechanics, not like some, like not like some chicken like a short shorts and a, a tied off flannel shirt, like some guy like gr- greasy surly and about my size, you know, coming in and serving shit. Sort of like, like he the, just got out of the garage so, and still so, has so, fucking oil underneath his fingernails. So you're saying sort of like the tool time girls? I would not be surprised if that was not something that was already. Out there. I don't think so, yeah. Tim. <laughs> and over here, there's also the Gundam Mecha Cafe. Thanks for yep. that points on that Deadpool 28. Um, but I mean, there's there's cat cafes, there's mm-hmm. owl cafes. If you want to eat those with are actual something, animals though. Well, yeah, but if you want to eat with somebody or someone, there's a cafe for it. Yep. This is Japan. Japan, who has a full restaurant where everything has mayo in it, including the drinks. Because the Japanese are fucking Ew. obsessed with mayo. Ew. If you can think of yes, there are cuddle cafes. Mm-hmm. There are there are there are cuddle hotels. Yep. You go in and you can pay for an hour to cuddle or you can pay for four hours to nap with somebody. This is Japan, the home of weird shit. Mm-hmm. If you can dream it, it's probably there. And if, you, and if it's not there, build it so you can make a, you make your profit off of it. They I'm have sorry, I'm still kind of lost. On, yep. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still kind of lost in the whole 
drinks with mayonnaise in them. Ew. Yeah. But, I mean, th- this is a country that has love hotels where you can pay by the hour to go into a themed room just to have sex. And as Sarah Ackerman says, owl cafes, Japanese hooters. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> also, I heard love hotels are originally supposed to start out as not actually having sex. It's just getting a a very cheap way to unwind and get away from shit mm. with a loved one. The whole having sex for her later obviously came later. Yeah, but don't forget, we right? also have we also have love hotels here in the U.S. We just call them sleazy uh, motels right, right off the highway. Yeah, but these are sleazy. Love motels in Japan are completely themed yep. and beautiful, and people want to go to them, even if and they well have... Equipped. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there are people that go to these things even if they, you know, live alone just to go and experience, you know, the ambiance. When you can go to a love hotel and have everything, you know, Hello Kitty, there's a problem. (laughs) When you request the Hello Kitty room at a love hotel, you know you have a problem. (laughs) Moving right along... (laughs) Skype line is open, so if you have any questions about tonight's show or anything, give us a call on Skype at Anime Jam Session. All calls are, cut, are limited to two minutes. And now we're going to go into the open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we ask you, fans, the opinion on a topic in the anime, cosplay, pop culture fandom. If you don't want to use your real name, put in a different name before you post your answer. And we ask that you keep it civil, no fighting. Here is this week's open forum topic. What's cooking? From watching various animes, movies, and reading mangas, we discover a wide variety of Japanese food and snacks besides ramen and paki. So what's one of your favorite Japanese snacks and or meals? We start with Serenity41088. She says, I would have to say paki for sure, even though I said besides ramen and baki, but it's okay. I would like to try a few more items, but sad to say my picky taste buds are a pain. Now, if you're talking about Chinese and sweet and sour chicken will be my game. Look, Serenity, if you like rice, try rice balls. You'll like them. They come with and without seaweed. You can have them plain, or you can have different things in the middle. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh-huh. Nemesis 47 says, I've one love sushi, yakisoba, onigiri, and authentic Japanese ramen. I'll explain. There was a place in Denver called Oshima Ramen. That was one of the few places in the country that served authentic ramen. It unfortunately closed down, though. Uh, Nemesis, I know about 15 places here in New York City that sell that, that does authentic ramen. Well, it is New York City, after all. Mm-hmm. And there's at least just as many places in Jersey. Yeah, well, point me to one of them. That's local. That I don't have to drive to North Jersey right outside of New York City. Hmm. Hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ah, Teppanyaki Grill. Where is that? Off Route 18. Route 18 is very long. Where on Route 18? <laughs> it's right next to the Asian supermarket. Which one? 
There's only one on Route 18, right? So you mean the one in East Brunswick? Yes. And they do ramen? I believe they do. I can always find out because I know people that go there. Yeah, because if I'm going to drive all the way over there, I'm going to Wasabi House. Do they sell ramen? No, but they sell damn good sushi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, you have to realize that's an hour and a half away from me. If I'm driving that far, I'm going for something I like. Well, maybe you should open up your own place. Mako-chan's Ramen House. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, it can look like the it can look like the Kame house that says Mako Chan's ramen on the side. Uh, what? Do you you do realize that some of those people in there that make authentic ramen have been making it for years? Right? I know, I know, I know. It's not like you're showing up with a big box of like instant stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's about as far as I know how to make authentic ramen. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> saying putting crap into it. I mean the broth. Mm. Yeah, because Tencent Ramen Noodles is quote-unquote authentic ramen. <laughs> yeah, the ramen is all about the broth. Yes, indeed. All right, go around the room here since... All right, Ma- Mako... What is, besides ramen and Pocky, what's your go-to Japanese snack or meal? Mochi. Of course it is! I freaking love mochi, especially ice cream mochi. The mochi that pounds the spit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for those that don't know what mochi is, uh, basically it's pounded down rice. Um, it's got a very... Uh, it's a dense... Very sticky... Con- yeah, it's like a it's like a dense uh, marshmallow, and then this is usually rolled around ice cream. So you've got you know this little, you know it's probably about an inch in diameter piece of mochi covered ice cream, and this shit is delicious. And it comes in red bean, it comes in vanilla, it comes in chocolate, it comes in green tea. Chewy as a motherfucker, though. Yes, but it's so good. It is. It is. The only problem is, um, if you have really sensitive teeth, I would go with plain mochi, because you have to bite into the ice cream. Yes, our Ackerman says, so good, I love mochi ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then I love, I love the Japanese snacks. I love what they do with them. Because, I mean, you get traditional Kit Kats here, and Japan has 20 different fucking flavors of them. That's because it's a, because uh, it sounds a lot like some kind of a good luck blessing. Mm-hmm. And they're really popular around uh, people who are taking tests and whatnot. Yeah, yep. but they've got you know green tea and strawberry and red bean and, and they the elusive do... white flavored. Yeah, they do really really wacky flavors. Not white chocolate, just white. White. Same thing with the Doritos. Yeah, the Doritos go crazy too. All right, Ari, what, what's your go-to Japanese meal or snack and or snack? Uh, well, since they have a lot of, since there are a lot of dishes involved seafood, my choices are kind of limited. But uh, like you know those little uh, fish crackers, what are they called, yon yon? Yes. Those are really good. And I uh, tried making my own pocky once. How'd that turn out? Good. It just wasn't as uh, sn- crispy as I uh, assumed it would be. Ah. Uh. And to look all around for an Asian grocery. I found the recipe online, but I had to 
find I drive around a lot to uh, find an Asian grocer who uh, had all the ingredients. Well, then again, this was before I like this was one before I had uh, moved. Gotcha. In August, so it was less of a hike than it is today. Gotcha, gotcha. Nowadays, um, that grocery is like a two or three minute drive from me. Mm. See, totally look, coincidental, though. See, luckily for me, um, there is an Asian supermarket, like, I'd say about a half a mile from my house, give or take. Um, for me, my, my go-to besides Pocky and Ramen is sushi, sushi rolls. I love soba noodles. Um, okonomiyaki I've had, which is really good. Uh, takoyaki, that's really tasty, so... Mm, tempura vegetables. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's There's like, just a lot of really yummy shit. Tempura, it's like um, funnel cake batter. Yep. Uh-huh. See, Mako, I got, I gotta, t- I gotta take you and Ari to Kenka's one day. You'll Where's love Kenka's? It. It's in St. Mark's Place in New York City. It's like the, tr- it's like a real traditional Japanese restaurant. Small chairs, small booths. Food is, I won't be able to fit in. Trust me, you can <laughs> fit. You can fit. And the prices are really fucking, like, acceptable. Because hmm. I remember the one uh, Comic-Con we uh, went to, and on our last day, you, t- you took me out to this uh, Korean restaurant. Oh, yeah, War Egypt. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was the first time I had Korean food since, I, since uh... 2001 when I was actually in Korea. They love your spices, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah Ackerman says, Takoyaki had that. I made it one year and my family loved it. They don't know it's octopus. Well, yeah. Alright. I think by that song, you all know what time it is. Yep. I'm taking the last one. Okay. I kind of figured you would. Of course she would. <laughs> I'll take the first one. <sighs> school principal arrested for breaking into a woman's apartment. A 59-year-old junior high school principal has been arrested for breaking into a woman's apartment in Tokyo's Adachi Ward. Police identified the suspect as Koji Kijima, principal of Komagata Junior High School in Taito Ward. Fuji TV reported that he is accused of following a woman who is in her 20s to her home from a nearby station around 1 a.m. on Wednesday. As soon as the woman entered her apartment, Kijima opened the door before she had a chance to lock it. The woman screamed and a passerby came to the apartment and subdued Kijima. She does not know who this person is. Kijima was quoted by police saying he was drunk and he followed the woman from the station because she was his type. And as one of the commenters go, and that's Friday. If he was drunk, why didn't he just say he didn't remember anything? That's what somebody said. Or he had no idea where he was. Uh Oh, God. Somebody said maybe she was his former student. Hey, yo. That's just even worse. Drunk. The Japanese wildcard played to explain everything. Well then, I guess I got the uh, second one then. Yep. 
A concerned mother calls police on a soul-wielding man who was just doing some landscaping. Yeah. One Shiga Prefecture man found out just how bad the seemingly mundane task of cutting a few branches could get when a mother, picking up her child from a nearby preschool, spotted the soul-wielding 80-year-old man hanging out in some trees and promptly called the police. Apparently, Shiga Prefecture is an extraordinarily safe place to live because not one, not two, but 70 police officers were apparently having a really slow day, and even a search helicopter swiftly responded to the woman's distress call. Wow. I hope it was like in the Blues Brothers movie where they all charge in at once and pile in and cause a huge pot, a huge uh, car crash slash pile up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. Now this might have had like. And a badly of the poor old guy who was allegedly taken upon himself to prune some cherry trees in the area to prevent caterpillars from nesting on them had panicked where the police could even find the guy in the first place. According to news reports, the landscaper just kept on going with his work while the police milled about beneath him, probably looking for a guy that looked more like this, without realizing the potential negative on me and of any other guy in the overalls just above their heads. <laughs> It's so stereotypical of an anime, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It's like a lost scene for Lupin the Third. I can see this happening in Rwanda, too. Yes. Yes, I can. Instead of capitalizing on the police on awareness, he actually called down to the Gata police and asked what the fuss was about. Turns out neither the old man nor the police suspected he was the cause of all the trouble, probably because guys pruning trees is a pretty common sight in Japan, and giving you that you can't just punch the things until they shake all the branches loose, Hand saws are kind of required for the task. <sighs> I can just picture the whole scenario in my head, too. Especially the part I, where I talked about the Blues Brother S car crash. I'm like, all the cars piling up. Like, he was like, huh. What their problem is? You know? Yeah. Okay, Mako-chan. I can feel you smiling from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is, uh, uh, there are going to be a couple of, uh, cooking classes. Basically, cooking school for my cat and me. ABC Cooking Studio is a popular chain of cooking schools across Japan, and they recently teamed up with Mon Petit, a brand of gourmet cat food under the Purina label, to offer cooking lessons on how to craft the perfect meal, which can be eaten by both you and your cat. So there are going to be four special, uh, four special recipes to learn. So it's the ultimate chance to pamper your adorable kitty and to partake in a top-quality meal together. Uh, they're going to be taking reservations starting May 1st for their special uh, cooking school for my cat and me lessons. In these classes, you'll learn how to cook a meal composed of four appetizing dishes that both you and your cat can enjoy together. All four recipes, which are already listed on their site, so if you don't want to go to the school and you understand Japan uh, Japanese, you can actually go on this site and uh, figure out how to cook. But, like, there's... it's... I can't even read that. Um, but yeah, so it gives the recipes, the preparation methods, the caloric intake, and all of that. 
Um, it's common-based ingredients, uh, which are also found in the Mon Petit line of cat food. Uh, in fact, the brand itself already includes over 100 quality cat food products, boasting everything from kitty appetizers to desserts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it says, but wait, don't hack up a hairball yet, because there's more to this whole shebang. Mon Petit is also holding a separate series of four promotions over the rest of this year, which will eventually result in the creation of a new cat food to go on sale in the spring. So, yeah, this is basically a huge publicity stunt for... But I think it's pretty cool that they're going to be teaching you how to make food that is safe for your animals. Because there's quite a bit of food that isn't. I don't know. One cat I had would eat anything that you fed him off the table, and he lived to be over 15 years old. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, going to kill the cat, but there are certain things that can give them indigestion, that can make them sick, you know, that cats are actually lactose intolerant, so you're not supposed to be giving them milk or too much milk. We give them half and half. Oh, that's even worse. (laughs) Oh. Well, shit. Because half and half is cream. Aren't cats allowed to have cream? No, cream is dairy. Cats can't have dairy. They're lactose intolerant. No dairy, no cheese, no ice cream. Even though my cat absolutely loves ice cream, it it doesn't necessarily guarantee that they will be sick, but depending on how bad their lactose intolerance is, they can get sick. But, like, animals aren't supposed to have tomatoes, meaning no tomato sauce, no ketchup, nothing like that. There's leafy vegetables that they're not supposed to have. So, I'm wondering if this is going to be, you know, something that is pseudo-okay for your cats or that they've actually researched that it's okay for your cats. That's... wow. It's just wow. Mm-hmm. But you know me, I would be right there taking the classes, or at least trying to find English versions of the recipes. I can see you dressed as as Makoto, fixing it and making it, and putting a plate down for Storm and Damien. Damien would eat it, and Storm would look at you and be like, the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Turn her nose up and walk away. Yeah, I know. That is definitely Storm. Alright, let's wrap shit up, okay? Okay. We'll be back.
Pistol has booze left. Nope, I'm gone. I already drank all mine. I'm I only have the one glass, too. I'm officially done. I still have booze left, but I, I only had one one glass today. I thought you say what you were refilling your glass, like the lush that you are. No, I can't. I've got to get up early for my interview tomorrow. You can do it! Mm. Believe in a meetup believes in you! No, really, I meant that. Oh, thank you. Welcome. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then you turn and tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free. We do this for the love of it. And we enjoy what we do. So when we tell you what's good and what's bad and all that malarkey, we'll tell you straight up from the heart. So if you have any questions, ideas, and so forth about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Wait, wait, hold it, hold it. Is that Damien I hear? Yes. I thought you were just mock snoring in the background. That's what I no. thought. He, uh, during the last break, he crawled up on my chest. So he's just, you know, sitting here. Oh, wait, no, I'm talking about him. Now he's staring at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, he, seriously, he's got his head back. Oh, wait, now he's moving. Yeah, he had his head back like, what the fuck are you talking about me for? And now he just left. My human. Yeah, now I'm covered in cat hair. <laughs> As opposed to cat litter. Mm. Yep. <sighs> Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. We have uh, reports from conventions, links to articles, photos, all that cool stuff. So definitely swing by the site and check it out. Um, if you want to check out our podcast, the link to our podcast to subscribe is there. If you can't access it, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. All you gotta do is search in any of those, Anime Jam Session, and you'll find us. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Uh, videos from PAX East 2014 are up, so definitely swing by and check those bad boys out. If you want to follow us on individually on YouTube and see what we like, you can find me at youtube.com slash djronmess. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can find Mako Chan over at Jupe Luna. Check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash session. Let you know here when we're going live, what conventions we're going to, and other cool stuff that's going on. So definitely give us, give us a follow. And tweet. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash TGRonMess. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako Chan is at Joe Videa. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just gotta say to everybody that has liked the page, photos, articles, links, all of it, all that cool stuff, just wanna say uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. We are truly humbled by it. As long as you like what we put on there, continue to like, we'll bring you more content. That's what we're going to do. And if you wanna follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at Facebook.com slash Mess or that Mess guy. You can find Ari at Ari Rockefeller, and Mako-chan is over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino, or Mako-chan with a dash in the middle. No, really, just put a dash in between Mako and Chan. Don't write the whole thing out. 
we're on the Vlog Network twice a week. We're live here on Tuesdays with Encores on Thursdays. But we're not the only geek podcast on the network. Um, if you like Star Trek, check out the Stumble Power Coupling Podcast Thursdays at 7 p.m. And the Geek Card, which is 12 noon on Thursdays. It's a brand new show to the network, so you can swing by and give them a holler. If you like American programming, British programming, book reviews, music reviews, pop culture, all that good stuff. We have four different podcasts for you, but four different points of views. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. These are four different pop culture-based uh, podcasts, but four different points of views. So definitely swing and check them out. If you like what we do here at Anime Jam Session, swing through at 8 p.m. with Electric Sisterhood. It's my homegirls, Pandalicious and Ninja Sister. So come through, say hi to them, listen, and then it's us. Hi. If you'd like to play MMOs or MOBAs, like Smite, League of Legends, Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, Heroes of the Storm, you definitely want to check out uh, MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow at 12 and Horde House at 10. And then we bring it all back to Sunday nights with the Bobby Black Wolf Show and Orange Zone Radio starting at 8. These are two awesome uh, shows about gaming, mu- gaming reviews and what's going on in the gaming industry. These two are the longest-running gaming shows on the internet, so definitely go swing by and check them out. It's Bobby Blackwolf at the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's Sky, Doc Soccer, and Loki over at Orange Zones Radio. The cornerstone pr- block of VOD Network programming. It all starts Sunday at 8. Uh, as I said, technical notes, we will not be here May 26th. We will be uh, recovering from Denver Comic Con. We will have a special episode lined up for you all to listen, which will be on the feed later in the week. Go around the room. Last words, Ari. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing I noticed my Tumblr feed now that I have Adblock on mm-hmm. is because they put this garish-looking, you know, picture frame uh, window up for where the ads are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I didn't figure this out until later. So my feed is just randomly intercut with uh, these completely blank picture frames. It's kind of surreal. Is there a site that do that because they know you have an ad blocker? So. No, I mean, they actually put the ad in the frame. Hmm. Okay. Last word, Mucko. I'm playing with my cats. Playing with the pussies again? Mm-hmm. Well, it is, uh... It is May. And May is, uh, you know, National Masturbation Month. Oh. <laughs> Hey, you said it, not me. Back to your health, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last words is, I just want to say thank you real quick. Um, I was at Sakuramatsuri. I ran to one photographer who said, if it wasn't for us, he wouldn't be doing this. So I just want to say thank you, and I really appreciate that. Because if it wasn't for Eurobeat King, Kevin Lillard, and Lionel Lum, I wouldn't be doing this. Hell, if it wasn't for Orange on Radio, I wouldn't be doing all this. So... So as you thank me, I want to thank those who gave the inspiration and the tools for me to do this. And I want to say thanks to a couple of the cosplayers I know who really like my photography. Because so, I'm very hard on myself in the work. So I know if I'm hard on myself and I get it out there and people enjoy it, I know the work is good. That is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. See you later, everybody. Night.
Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Uh, I can't wait tonight, can I? Nope. Nope. Well, we're all going to hell thanks to the intro, so there's that. CCC.